0: Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 61, uh, I am your host, Mike, a- Mike, I can't even say my own name, Mike Apps, A.K. Wheels, and with me as always, we
1: well, are off to a roaring start, it's David McBurney, Family Master, whatever you prefer.
0: And who is with us today?
2: Over um, here from Japan, Michael Baker, aka Gaiji Monogatari.
3: Oh, I'm glad you're here, because then I can tell you I didn't die last time. <laughs> important updates
0: identify yourself person
3: is it eric rpg or maybe i'm a robot (laughs) maybe
0: we
1: have no way of administering a turing test over skype so
0: yes. welcome eric bot Mm -hmm. and i think this is a good time to note that since mr baker is going to have some free time we're going to employ his services for the foreseeable future
2: and I'm sure everybody listening right now is thinking, oh great, how many more hours <laughs> can we take? So, no, no,
1: it's fine. Some of this will also be the fact that we will actually be able to discuss Metal Max Xeno.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Why don't we sure, just, true. let's just start out with that, because we've talked about Metal Max a lot on this show. I was, going
2: to, I was going to give you a challenge and say, let's see if we can actually last one hour without mentioning either series. Uh, i
3: can be cynical and say the only reason we're getting a western release is because it has Zeno in the title. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, this challenge has already been lost to this
3: particular week.
2: Yep.
1: It's fine. <laughs> we, we issued that as a challenge for future generations, hoping that... Hey, I'm the one face. that did it.
3: Not you. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, my, I think it's getting an English release because it doesn't feature a woman being used as a motorcycle on the cover.
1: Uh, if it was, if uh, the cover was the problem, they could have changed the cover. I
0: Well, um, the, you know, I thought it was just the cover until I got past the intro to the game, and no, nope, that, act- that is actually <laughs> happening straight I up that's in the game.
2: You're your second major partner
1: member,
0: yes. <laughs> I,
2: wasn't <laughs> saying, <laughs> I
1: wasn't saying that I thought that was a cover-only okay. thing. I was saying if you think that that being on the cover is the problem. Honestly,
2: yes. <laughs> I'm thinking that Katakawa Games finally managed to sort out some of the licensing issues and decided a partial series reboot was a good time to just bring the entire bring it over finally. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Why are you gonna bring logic into
3: it? It's no fun. Yeah. Also, it's also it's <laughs> on a system that's popular in the West. So. Yeah. PS4. What's that? Oh, it's the most popular thing ever. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine.
0: Well, maybe things will s- switch up in a, f- a few years. We'll see if it can pass up uh, PS2 in about four years from now. Mm. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty rad news. Yeah. but uh, I mean, we've getting lots. We've been getting lots of katakawa stuff at this point. So yeah, I was, uh, kind of I'd,
2: I'd d- <laughs> I was kind of surprised that they didn't. Start bringing the series over with Metal Max 3. Yeah. Since I've had a but it's quite possible that Success was just holding on too hard to their American uh, licensing agreement. I'd believe hmm. it.
3: Well, it's never too late to get a 3DS version of 4. Yeah.
1: It might be too late, but I'd like to believe. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've played a bit of it now, and uh, yeah, it's pretty freaking rad.
3: Yep. And also bizarre. Hold on to the PSP for a quite a long time. It's but. true. It's true.
1: It seems like it would like the only company that would continue to be producing it at this stage is Atlas, who is producing like seven 3DS games this year for some reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Bring Did it on.
1: Mystery Dungeon 2 already come out, or was that just announced at some stage? I, I, I don't even think it's out in Japan. Yeah, yet.
0: It, it's out in Japan. I've seen oh, okay. it. it
3: must have just come out then.
0: I don't, and I don't think is they haven't announced it for the West at all right they have not but there's also another
1: Etrian Swan song on the 3DS that's coming out
3: yeah like a remix type of deal maybe
1: yeah they haven't announced as far as I can tell I don't think they announced anything about it other than like it's the last one on two screen system Mm. let's say goodbye yeah well
0: Nintendo at least has said hey you know we're continuing on with the 3DS at least for now I keep hoping no. that you know they're gonna announce some weird follow-up to it because man, uh, I really love two-screen gaming. So I'm having, I don't I'm having... think it really uh, makes sense. Too. No,
2: I, I mean if you look at stuff like the 2DS that they made, yeah, I can just imagine them trying to adapt something like that to work with the the Switch and just give the Switch two separate sections.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. the 2DS is literally just one giant screen separated by a bezel. <laughs> Pretty
2: much, yeah. Um. So if they can do that, I don't see why they couldn't have fun the with only Switch. I mean, the, the Switch yeah. is there to be had fun with. So I mean, they could
1: do something much sillier and just release a thing that just, like... They're they're making Labo. Nothing is out of the question for, like, release a silly thing that only works with a handful of other things. As long sure. as it's chiefly produced.
2: I mean, I saw, I saw pictures of Labo. I'm thinking, okay did somebody have a lot of fun on Tumblr with this? And then I realized it's real. Oh.
3: <laughs> you can make wow. a wireless dummy terminal screen for it. Oh, man.
0: These are getting
1: real pie in the sky, bro. Look, all of them.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I yes. can only
1: imagine what the inside of Nintendo's R&D department looks like because it seems like it must be like straight up the Mad Hatter's tea party. <laughs>
2: Either that or they they got in a big party with the guys from Red Company. Oh god. And this had a I'm not quite sure what was drunk, but it must have
3: been pretty good.
1: It was very powerful, whatever. It, it was strong Mm-mm-mm. stuff regardless of
3: its category. Yeah. The only clear thing I can remember from Red Company is Thousand Arms.
2: They made they made the thin uh, guy Machio games. Oh. Machio,
1: like Red Red's got their fingers in a lot of, like, when RPG crosses over with the uh, visual novel, Red Entertainment yeah. has a lot of fingers yeah. in that. It's like, um, I, played, Tyson.
2: I played this PlayStation game a couple years ago, actually almost five years ago now, that was, it was a weird combination of Lovecraftian horror RPG based on, or with backstory sections created from a popular series of murder mystery novels. Right. <laughs> And I was just just spent hours playing through this thing, going, what the heck, what the heck, what the heck, and then come to the credits, and it specifically credits two different executive or two different guys from Red Company in the creative process, and I'm like, this explains so much. <laughs> so,
1: Red Entertainment also had a hand in one of my favorite uh, very silly like multimedia properties, uh, Gungrave. So that's fun. Oh.
2: I mean, we're talking about the company that deci- or the studio that decided to take a cookie cutter to Japanese history, rearrange it in weird ways, and then blame it all on a fake 19th century Victorian British historian who was working with material from a country he had never been to. <laughs> Man, <that's>, there's <laughs> that so, is, so much that perfect is the official history. Origin, I mean, the, the actual manual for the first Ten Guy game was it was based on the history of Zipangu, as written by this Victorian scholar, based on materials he had received, and he, not, he did not
1: speak Japanese. That's fine. I'm yes. sure There's another game I'm out
3: there that is very nutty. Similarly called a uh, Mystic Ark, where the first world you go to is a world infested by cat pirates. Wow. In a desert. Like, I'm into that.
2: I mean, Cat Pirates, I, I can think of like three or four games of Cat Pirates.
3: And then the second world, well, I'm only going by the LP I'm watching, but the second world is a bunch of people who are living inside fruits. That's a good Giant point. fruits.
2: I think I've played a game like that, too. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> and I'm
1: just looking at the list of things that Red Entertainment got involved in, and it's just like, here's a Japan-only Xbox game called Nude, Ulti- Natural Ultimate Digital Experiment. <laughs>
2: Okay. Oh, okay, Mystic Arc was published by Enix. Oh, that explains a lot right there. It's made
3: by produce, too.
2: Yes. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just thinking Enix had a reputation for some very interesting publications.
3: And in It's, it's technically Arc's a spiritual sequel to Elnard yes. or Seven Saga. Oh, hell. Yeah.
2: Well, I played Brain Lord. Oh, oh
3: Brain Lord. <laughs>
2: i beg i know i beat that game i cannot really remember what it was about but i remember playing it,
3: it i got weird. to like th- maybe the second area and then i got lost because the puzzles got really difficult for mm.
1: true, true brain lords only <laughs> I, I
3: mean
2: i don't remember actually having that i mean i remember luthia 2 having much better puzzles so mm. and better graphics i'd believe it yeah. okay no, I'm right. actually gonna look up the comments list from the last episode just to see what we have. Yeah, it's then it's important that someone actually look at
0: them. Yeah, Well I have it up I have it up right here and I've got our first comment ready to go. Which is from Mr Brudai, who says best RPG, meaning in twenty eighteen, will be either Dragon Quest eleven or Monster Hunter World. Uh and he says, "Breath of Fire three and four, which has a beautiful battle system similar to Final Fantasy 10 are better than any saga game ever made." So these, the blah 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 blah. Now, um. I will fight you.
2: <laughs> I actually, I think that was my quote. Too is those are fighting words. Those <laughs> fighting words. However, I need to figure out how I need to figure out if Breath of Fire three and four are available on PSN so I can put them on my new Vita just to see it.
0: They I they are. are
1: available in, on PSN both in English and Japanese. So,
2: and then I have to figure out exactly which language my PSN connection is in. Um, <laughs> I
1: don't
2: re- I don't remember if I said it for Japanese or English.
1: <laughs> I'm about to yeah, like I own. And I could probably get hold of three fairly easily. I feel like this this feud has gone on long enough that I need to put this to the test.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he's also setting them up against the Saga series, so it's very much c- trying to compare apples and let's let's find what's the weirdest fruit we can think of. Acadia. Okay. Uh, I don't I'm even. Not gonna
3: uh, try to I don't even know before, what that is. But I'm going to say that they're they're enjoyable games. Yeah. So yeah, just the
2: would be ones. the apples and saga would be the akebia fruit. Have you ever eaten that?
0: What? What on earth? Is <laughs> that?
2: It's a Japanese fruit. It's actually called Ake- akebia in Japanese, and um, it's this purple pod with this translucent jelly-like stuff with seeds inside it. Hmm. And it is quite tasty. It is difficult to eat, and it looks really weird.
0: it sounds really weird
3: yes well one thing I will fight wheels on is that I think Sundered is a terrible game
2: oh, you
0: think what?
3: Sundered
2: I don't even know which game that is
0: it's a uh, procedurally generated
3: roguelike okay, mm-hmm. no. 2
2: generation um, and it's
3: way too harder than it needs to be
2: uh, Yeah. no <laughs> I was gonna say you had me at procedurally generated. I'm like, um, it's that not could be, good or it could be bad.
0: It's not really procedurally generated very much.
2: I was gonna say slightly Children procedurally generated. Was, I'm thinking the last procedurally generated game I played was technically um, Children of Mana, which mostly looked like it was procedurally generated, even when it was set.
3: And that's My not. the the game has like random. Battles, but instead they throw entire hordes at you, and oh, it just gets yeah. ridiculous.
2: It gets really, ri- I mean, one, the playthrough, playing through one half of a region up to one of the checkpoints can mean like 200 enemies killed. Ooh. Yeah, it gets really weird.
3: Or not weird, just really long. Not to mention <laughs> there are technical issues that can interfere with gameplay. I never
2: actually had any technical problems of that sort, but it's, it's one of those games that was definitely designed with multiplayer for multiple owners of multiple cartridges in mind, and there's no way it could support the fan base for that, so...
0: All right. Um, let's see what else Mr. Berdai ha- says here. I think he has an actual question. Uh, Do you feel video games will ever be respected on the level of me- movies and music? Video game award shows are not seen on the level of the Oscars. Do you think this is fair because of the nature of games? Should games be treated as a more serious art form? Are games more juvenile than movies artistically? Well, hmm. I mean, the g- I don't
3: think one, being at the same level as Oscars is actually a good thing because the <laughs> Oscars are a joke. Yeah,
1: I'm
2: thinking so that's, that's
1: any major of, award show.
2: Most of the games I can think of that were made to be like seriously artistic kind of things are not the kinds of games that really succeeded because the audience for them is so small.
4: Mm. Mm.
1: And you see that that sort of uh, situation happen a lot with things that are like. It's like, a, you know, the general popular consensus on things like the Oscars where, like, people who vote in, like, film award shows tend to have different tastes than audiences who tend to like more populous mass-market things, surprisingly enough.
0: <laughs> Shocking. Uh, I mean, I would like to see, I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to any... Weird level like that, but I would like to see better award shows at least. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I think that's a start, and then you know, I don't think the rest of the rest of it really
3: matters. Get rid of the Dorito Pope.
0: <laughs> wow! Well, knocked from
1: its throne. But uh, I feel like that's that's kind of the thing is that, like it's not actually possible to have something that as is. is To create a new award show that is as culturally significant as one like the Oscars that has existed for like a hundred years, because the monoculture at least in the US doesn't really exist in the same capacity that it did at the time so the idea that you could convince everyone that this is important without having like a standard that draws back like from long before they were born isn't really possible hooray hooray
2: And it's also, it's like asking the industry itself to take itself seriously. Yeah. And
4: that's
2: a that's a tall order for some companies.
1: Like, the closest you'll find would be something like what gets given out among people within the industry when the eyes aren't on them. Things like, like, I think there's votes for the sorts of things like GDC, and that might be the closest metric you'll get because a lot of the a lot of what we uh do have people talking about are people that are outside the industry talking about what their favorite things are, and like that has its own set of metrics but it it creates more like a again consumer sort of populist award as opposed to like if you're talking about someone whose uh, entire identity is the medium or like worked within it, they have a different set of criteria for what the best or most important tends to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Any other thoughts before we move on to the next question?
3: Mm. I did get recently to watch uh, Devil May Cry Baby, and it's a fantastic show.
0: I don't know what that is. It's an unrelated
3: thought, but it's a good one.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, Budai's next question is, what is the most apparent the game was obviously cut in playing content or unfinished that you can think of off the top of your head, something other than Final Fantasy XIV and XV, which I assume he means the original version of Final Fantasy
2: XIV. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to add. Down. Let's leave out Saga on this one because otherwise we would be taking up another hour discussing. Yes, this is true. Is Xenogears um, cheating? <laughs> well, my my first thought was actually Secret of Mana.
3: Oh yeah, so yeah. Huge gap that,
2: in it. Um, I mean. When you're talking about missing content, there's usually either two reasons. One, they run out of money, or two, they run out of disk space. And Secret of Mana had kind of both involved for a bit, but it ended up with like almost all of the connecting tissue in the thir- game's third act being left out, which is why yeah. you end up with the Imperial Capital, you have Taznica, you've got the Golden City, Mandala, and the Sea of Stars, and literally nothing connecting any of them. Yep. Just wandered there.
3: Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the game basically becomes open world at that point. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, you got a guy telling you where to go, but also, I mean, by not nothing connecting him, I mean, Taznica has nothing outside the castle. You cannot exit mm. the castle. You just go up to a landing up, up near the top and call the
1: dragon. The
3: yeah. And it's one of those yeah, things that like, doesn't look like the new one will, or the remake will fix this.
1: Yeah, no, that remake is so slavish they haven't changed a single freaking thing if they can. so Not
3: only that, it's so they lazily developed that like they didn't bother animating the character's mouths when they move. I know, that,
1: that doesn't really seem like a
2: big thing to me, but I'm, I'm thinking, did they actually have the resources remaining from 1990, was it 3?
1: Yeah, uh, 93 would have been when that game was about to come out.
2: So I mean, it's been 25 years, they probably don't actually have the original created resources that they would have wanted, or even the basics that they would have wanted to put in.
1: Yeah, like, so, what's mean, re- uh, what remains the Secret of Mana, like, given Square's archiving habits, the most they might have would be like an outline of what they what is supposed to go there, with nothing to show <laughs> what it's supposed to look like.
2: Yeah, so um, if we wanted them to actually finish out that section of the game, we would probably have ended up with something more like the Romancing Saga re- remake, where it just... They, they put in everything that was missing from the original, and then they just changed absolutely everything else. <laughs> not not for the better. Um, all for the better, yes, but, yeah.
1: You're still experiencing uh, a very different game than what would have come out if they had had time to finish it at the time.
2: And it's not a bad thing in that case, but for Secret yeah. of Mana, I would think that it might have changed the core game into something unrecognizable to, the, to all the fans, and that would have killed half of the reason to publish it in the first
4: place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of the reason this remake exists is just to remind people, you liked Mana once, maybe you want more of it.
2: Maybe you would like a game that has almost the exact same multiplayer style.
1: <laughs> no, you want you want to make Rabbites get scared and use Havoc Physics on them. That's what Seiken Densetsu 4 uh-huh. told you.
2: <laughs> I mean, they tried Havoc Physics and Children of Mana and I'm like, Okay, it's fun, but I want some actual better designed levels and some sort of challenge that makes sense, and more bosses. And I would like an I would like an explanation of what these spirit things that keep coming out of the bosses actually
3: are.
0: No sir, because gimmicks. Too bad. And more gimmicks, and have There's some more even, gimmicks.
3: I hope There's the only good thing gimmick. that comes out of this is that we get um Three remake because so that's probably the only way we'll get it now.
2: Unless they actually buy out there to release the Switch trilogy. Yeah.
0: That would be nice, the nice collection.
2: Yeah. Okay, so different game that appears to be missing something Final Fantasy IV.
4: Hmm.
1: Hmm. They even like, expanded that game's script slightly in the remake.
2: Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I mean, even with the remake, I'm thinking okay, so we go down to the inner world. We're told that there were four Crystals of Darkness. Two of them are already taken by the time we get there, the third one is being under siege but if you ex- actually explore the huge cavern area, there's no sign of where the other two crystals may have been put. Or hmm. is-
1: yeah, there's like two areas in the inner world.
0: It's pretty tiny.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously room to expand that area, and they probably could have and pro- maybe should have, but they didn't. So, I have no idea if there was anything actually cut, but it has the appearance of a place where they could have expanded at least. So.
0: I'd believe something was cut. I mean, their first big Super Nintendo game. I'm sure, there's a lot of pressure to get that out.
2: I mean, Super Nintendo. There was almost definitely going to be something cut, just by the nature of the cartridge and the constant need to make new chips for the um, to accommodate whatever you want to do with it, mm-hmm. and sometimes just plain editing. Like Chrono Trigger lost a few areas not not really for space reasons but because they just went back and decided do we really need this stuff?
1: RIP R. singing mountain. <laughs> yeah. But like that's that's a, I consider that a good thing. Like that doesn't feel like yeah. missing content. It's just them being very smart about like Chrono Trigger is so beautifully paced and part of the region oh, yeah. they looked at something that was basically <sighs> finished and were like we don't actually need this. It makes the game worse.
2: I mean, technically that does count as removed content. It's just removed for the betterment of the game. Yeah. Not moved because we didn't have enough space.
1: Uh, but yeah, like I feel like the other like one of these that was infamous for a long time was Xenogears just for like oh, the second disc. That's what your second disc is.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's a big tank stomp. Yeah,
1: it's even it's even better when you look at what actually did make it, like what they did actually have finished cuz it's stuff like oh, you managed to managed to keep this
3: in there, did you?
2: It's like it has a Voltron parody halfway through there. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: And so, we made we made the the lily that could transform our body older. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh. And that's with a medium where you can legitimately keep expanding as much as you want because they give you extra discs.
1: I was a really big fan of like when I think it was if it was someone had tracked down like Takashi Tezuka for dis- for. Uh, Discussion on that, and they they, like asked him, "Oh, did you, you know, was the game not finished?" And he was like, "Well, no, actually, the game, like, they gave me the option of splitting the game in half where disc one ends, or just, you know, trying to finish what was done." And I chose the, I chose the latter in case we weren't allowed a sequel.
3: Makes sense.
2: It's
1: like that—that's code for the game is done, but it isn't done. But at the same time, you chose to not bet on a sequel. (laughs) Yeah. which fair choice fair choice
2: Chris, now I'm thinking of games that had too much stuff oh, I like uh wing of alnum though there is there's a fun one
1: I've uh, never I've, heard of this
2: <laughs> oh there's a good reason for that, but um I if you want to check out the review sometime I was not very kind to it uh, <laughs> but the game has three discs, but the third disc exists solely to have the end game video sequence. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's like Final Fantasy VIII. Mm.
2: Yep. I mean, this is the game where... Actually, that was the only video sequence because every other cutscene, quote-unquote, was actually a static image with the character's lips being animated with two frames to just go up and down.
1: Oh, man, I always hate that. It's really upsetting looking.
2: (laughs) And all of the voice acting was poorly balanced against the background music, so... All of these men with very deep faux masculine Japanese acting voices could not be heard.
1: Oh, heavens.
2: And may I, may I also point out no subtitles. Mm. And and plotline that would make the writers of the Tales series go, Stop, stop, that's too much. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's great. And, and it it kind of reminds me of the localization <laughs> for Bra- <laughs> Breath of Fire 4. It's like surprisingly very good with very few typos, but like the credits are completely in Japanese.
2: Oh, it's so like they go gave up it.
3: at that point. Chip yeah. it!
2: <laughs> if we want to go for weird translation things, I'm thinking Trek. RoboTruck, a game that managed to spell one NPC, important NPC's name, four different ways at four different points in the game. Mm.
1: Man, that's some FF Tactics levels.
2: Yes. And had very interesting concepts of how English herb tenses worked in certain dialogue options. Um, th- oh, this is also the game where you actually had to plan around getting critical hits in order to kill any of the bosses.
3: Yeah. Yep
4: nothing.
0: What are we talking about again?
1: Do we have any other ideas of things that have Uh, obviously giant swaths of missing content?
2: Um let's see. Oh,
1: Oh, like there's something on the tip of my tongue. (laughs)
2: Um Oh okay. Well, one game I played was Moon RPG Remix Adventure. Oh, heavens. There were there were a couple areas that were definitely taken out of the final product, and some of the NPCs associated with them actually show up in certain scenes. So, but I mean, the entire game is bizarre beyond imagining to begin with. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Nino Kuni, the PS3 version.
1: Oh yeah, cause, like both uh, of them have different. Like, second chapters or something?
2: The third act for each one is quite different. Um, I mean, they kept the the three same three bosses in the PS3 version, but Mm -hmm. they took out two-thirds of the plot. Literally, there are three bosses guarding three different MacGuffins. One of them still has its plot intact. The other two do not have any of their plot remaining. One of them has been moved to a different part of the map, and his old area is now the Pirate's base. So you missed out, of, you out on all of that? the fun worldization have... at boss to begin with. Plus, uh, there was a couple other areas taken out um, in mid-game, but the but the, some of the NPCs in those areas show up in the final video um, in the final cutscene. <laughs> so they definitely had these characters made. They just didn't use them.
0: Gives me great hope for Nino Kuni, too.
1: <laughs> well. Does,
0: does anyone have hope for that?
2: Oh, I've got some hope because they're not trying to um, alter a DS game into a PS3 game. True. But I also have a little bit of apprehension because of their um, track record with innovating new battle systems. Mm. So. So, Nino Cuny DS actually had a fairly nice um, turn based battle system with attack formations. So.
0: Yeah, the PS3 one's a complete mess, so. Listen, just give me Yo-Kai Watch 4 on the Switch, and, you know, level 5 can make whatever the heck else they want. I don't care.
2: Oh, speaking of level 5 making stuff, um, up here on my internet browser, I see our uh, site has um, Level 5 advertising again for Japan. Hmm. I told you that that's one wheels. Uh, apparently, Level 5 has uh, licensed out the Little Battlers Experience IP to DMM Games. And they are making a... Um, well, um A... Wow. Reimagining the... The robots as uh, beautiful young ladies in battle armor. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: won't pretend I'm surprised. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: And let me guess, it's like Comical cool, and, but they also lose clothes.
2: <coughs> Apparently not for the losing clothes mechanic. Mm.
3: Shocking. I Deep mean, it's,
2: it's still level 5, it's in DMM, it's not Compile Heart. True, true. Yeah.
3: So. Hmm. Uh, that's one thing they did with like um, uh, MetaBots, and it's like you ruined MetaBots.
2: <laughs> Which MetaBots?
3: <laughs> There's a MetaBots game. It was like called MetaBots for Girls, but it's really just an excuse to do close losing mechanic.
2: I was gonna say, wow. Girls' mission is
3: uh, yeah. That's what it was.
2: That that wow. one's uh. Like a battleground game, like you go, run around shooting each other. I mean, it's like Metabots Duel, um, way back when. Okay, I, I didn't realize it was that fan servicey. Yeah. So I, I still have to get through Metabots Eight eventually. I've
1: There's got always it. more Metabots games than I'm prepared to believe.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're up to nine for the main sequence series. They just put out the re, put out the remakes or. The ports of the first five on 3DS, which I'm gonna try at some point just to see. And
3: These games ever get localized again? Who knows? Probably, probably not.
2: not. But I, I would like to try and pick up a copy of the Game Boy Advance game in English at some point because it has to be cheaper than getting it in Japanese.
3: I would hope. Well, it's on the Wii U Shop Channel, I think.
2: Well, I don't have a Wii U, huh? and um, that probably have, isn't have, changing anytime soon. <laughs> and I have. Uh, family issues with actually getting enough TV time to use any console.
1: Mm. <laughs> Fair.
2: So why I'm eventually considering getting Vita. I decided to get a Vita just because, hey, I have three series Max. I always want to try and play, and all three of them are going to the Vita now. Mm. So, amazingly. Even if even if Atelier is apparently going bad this particular generation.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this, is, this is something I have just heard, but Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth is coming to the PS4. That's not a surprise to anybody, I would say. Well, they have a PC port. It probably would not be that hard.
0: Is that like I mean, they set the remake of the first game?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, that means that's it's just beginning
3: i going to
4: do it all over the again, first
2: Now you're reminding me that I've got Moiro Chronicle on Steam that I really should try and play for a deep look at some point. Because I might have promised Mac. Um, Define
1: should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I have to, well,
2: should as in, should I play this, I will probably re- really regret it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't, Don't hurt yourself, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are people on this
1: podcast <laughs> who care about you.
2: I'm thinking, is this the one with the with the cute little seal that steals the divinely enchanted underwear? Yes.
4: Because
2: I, I know too much I've known far more about these games than I should have just because I was the only person covering them at any point in, on RPGamer's site just because half the newsies refused to even touch them.
1: <laughs> for
2: good reason but I really needed material for Japan demonium. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, someone has to play this. Yes.
2: I don't know, I, did we ever get official reviews for the um, final Mega Man DS series?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
2: I don't think we ever did.
3: Maybe I should do it.
1: <laughs> Take a bullet, please.
3: Like, I got people. two, I just haven't finished it yet. And I'm I still need one. to play three.
1: I remember at one point people dashing themselves against the rocks trying to review uh, Record of Agarest more. more. Uh, I, I don't
3: hate the Star Force games, it's just the plots. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a thing.
1: <laughs> no video game plot will ever surpass that time that uh, you hacked a meteor.
3: <laughs> or or played a tournament before then. <laughs> yeah, for some reason.
2: I know, that really reminds me of Metabots. Um, Actually, that reminds me of or too.
3: <laughs> Not to mention that uh, five had this weird uh, sequence where you did the underpants dance, or was that six? I can't remember now.
1: <laughs> I still feel like uh, oh, my favorite. Go type it, it in. It, there's a
3: YouTube okay. video that does if the type whole in thing. underpants
1: dance, you Google is going to remember the fact that I type well, that I go do Dragon Quest searches regularly, and it's just going to show me Yangus doing the underpants dance.
3: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to a YouTube look for that thing.
0: <sighs> uh, did someone mention Agarest War? So
3: I did! They, they never did. It was me.
0: Why? Never...
1: Because it's horrible it's and up. it still scars me. <laughs> oh,
0: if it, you think it scars you... Man, you should talk I, to Mr. How
3: many scar you worse than playing Mugen Souls, though? Mm, I haven't played
1: Mugen Souls, but I sure play... like. There's nothing to say about Agarest War. Even if you finish it, nothing happens. There's nothing to say about what is happening.
0: Oh, our, our colleague Mike Minky has a lot to say about it.
1: Yes, but nothing is about, how the, about anything that the game did other than be awful.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's quite true. I know, I think Even if
1: it were executed competently, it would never rise above trying to be as mediocre as possible
3: think I say, the worst defense the game souls, could do I'm... is being called record of something where well, yeah. that reminds me of the record of lotus War," which is a much better thing
1: <laughs> what were you saying mr
2: well, baker i was just i was just thinking back to mugen souls and i remember being at a tokyo game show one year and one of the Nipponichi guys was asking me if i'd heard of that one and i was like yeah i think my friend uh, Mike." <laughs> <laughs> oh is he enjoying it? it's like, well i think overdosing on Moe, so I'm not sure what he's thinking right now. He wasn't very coherent the last time I talked.
1: Um, Moe! No, it's good though. Mugen Souls Z is now available for free
0: for PS Plus. I'm going to download it. I don't know why. The um,
3: mechanics in the game are broken, but they're apparently not as broken as the first Mugen Souls.
0: Well, I'm going to download it. I may need someone to do like a welfare check on me. After doing so, but I'm gonna download it for the hilarity of it. Or I got to the point of the game where I off.
3: just get by by not grinding anymore. And grinding that game is way too involved.
0: I remember like, it's like not
3: just your typical get stronger, it's like do this stupid mini dungeon and all these, all these extra things get stronger. Well, that sounds
0: like the original game and I remember doing that and leveling up some of my skills and they, their SP cost increasing dramatically and then somehow becoming less effective and <laughs> <laughs> that's fine and it took all my power not to take the disc out of my PS3 and uh, do unspeakable things to it with a hammer what a world. <laughs> so yeah it's a lovely series Wonderful.
1: Wheels' favorite game.
0: Well, let's talk about nicer things. And Budai has just such a suggestion. He says, if Monster Hunter World turns into a huge hit, which I think it already has, do you think that strengthens or hurts the case of... Generations G... No, sir, Budai. We don't call that that. We call it Monster Hunter XXX. For the Switch to be released in the USA, regardless of what you feel about the quality of it. Leo's, I keep telling you, Japan has a lot of Monster Hunter XXX, if that's really what
3: you're asking for. (laughs) Hmm. I'd say, why bother at this point? Just make a new Monster Hunter game with some of the mechanics from World in it.
1: Monster Hunter Portable World. You're... Available for your Nintendo Switch
0: 2019. Yeah, if that makes sense. I mean.
3: I know someone who was so salty with not getting Generations XX I that think they I, wouldn't. I think you about bother World. Uh,
0: and it's honestly his loss. Because, but yeah. Uh, I'm
3: not even going to bother with World until the PC version comes out, because they'll fix everything by then.
0: There's nothing That's broken. Great. There's nothing broken, man. Yeah, there's broken, it's, so it's crack. It's crack. Help me!
1: I need help. I have. We we'll, are. you playing Monster Hunter World?
0: No, You're I'm. seeing all
3: the titles come out, and they'll refine the gameplay with uh, future title updates.
0: No, I actually have Triple uh, X running on my Switch right now.
1: I'm really, really concerned, Stan about that actually seems, seems The
3: framework is almost guaranteed to work on my PC with no real reason to update.
0: But yeah, uh, I don't... You know, this is... Uh, Capcom clearly wants to get more content on the Switch. They seem to have made that pretty clear. Um, but... Is I don't know if this is the kind. That's the kind of game they really want to waste their time on. Given that it's, uh, I mean, whatever new candidate it has, it's still mostly a port of a 3DS game with a, a bit of extra content, and it's also not a title in the series I particularly care for. So. I'm all for new game on Switch. Bring that over and just screw generations. Uh, any other thoughts on that?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, one thing I f- we forgot to mention: the big hole's been patched. Oh yeah, forgot
0: about that. The big hole. Uh,
3: My friend actually. Helped work on the retranslation effort.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: their photo photo here i am put in the chat. Uh, how do I do this? Oh, there we go. It's in the special thanks section. Well, that's pretty cool.
0: That had had to have been some kind of massive, massive effort.
3: Shame about the PC version,
0: though. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I saw that, and yeah. Uh, hey, we're getting the patch. PC version delayed indefin- indefinitely.
3: Mm-hmm. I think they even hired Durant with some of the help there but I think like it was too broken for him to fix
0: oh jeez you know one other thing I just thought of uh, so Monster Hunter Generations G or Double X whatever you want to call it didn't sell particularly well in Japan I wondered if they'd want maybe they'd, they'd bring it over just to kind of recoup some of the costs of that just what
3: would they call it The super generation <laughs>
0: I don't know a um generation's ultimate nah, it doesn't doesn't really work
3: generation plus i
0: guess
3: uh or Arona, why not yeah and from what I hear it's like almost no the exact same game with just like extra content yeah so it's like it's virtually soul-edged version 2.1.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm sure has, has Capcom have anything upcoming on the Switch right now?
3: I'm not sure that I know of. Um, they were curious about, or they were looking into getting, like, maybe some of the Ace of Trinity games on there.
0: Yeah. What, what'd you say, Mike?
2: I was say, what does Capcom have coming up anyway?
0: Um, the Mega Mans. Mega Man 11. Oh, that's coming to the Switch. Mega Man 11s. Mega
3: Man 11, Mega Man X through 8, and the Legacy Collections.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Mega Man's um they're bringing Devil May Cry collection to Xbox and PS4. Maybe they can throw that the switch's way. But I doubt that. So I don't know. We shall see. Um
2: what we got here. upcoming games. Anything new? Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection Switch, Dragon's Dogma Online, the um, needs to be updated a little bit. Deep Down! Oh, dear. Uh,
0: Deep Down? I mean, what like, is that? What is that? Uh, the game that playing, still isn't out yet.
2: <laughs> I, I remember playing the demo for this at TGS. It must have been four years ago now. And not being very impressed at all. And, in fact, I think... I think I was quoted as saying that of the games I had played that day, my favorite was actually Maple Story. Uh. R- uh, rather than that. <laughs> uh.
0: Is that Maple Story on 3DS? Is there one on 3DS?
2: Yeah, that was the 3DS one. But okay. That's the one that got me to buy the DS one later.
0: Uh, nice.
3: There is a game I did get to play recently for review, and it's called uh, The Longest Five Minutes.
0: Is that any good?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a good game. It's like, it's more of a visual novel with, like, RPG interactive segments thrown in.
0: Oh, cancelling my pre-order. Because the whole
3: conceit is that the main character has forgotten why he's fighting the final boss.
0: You, you said the trigger words to make me cancel my pre-order. No, <laughs> don't.
3: Well, there's enough RPG there, but it's like
0: I don't know, man. It's
3: basically a visual novel. Uh,
0: I don't know,
3: man. Play review then, wheels. I mean, I'm, it's like I the different endings like, are based on the choices you make during that fight. <laughs> yep.
2: So I remember covering this for, um, for Japanemonium a long time ago,
0: and it sounded really interesting then. Is this that old? The longest five minutes? It kind of
3: reminds well, me of an early version ago. of a Zibwade would make with its production values.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was thinking I was thinking it looks something like what Xeboid would make. Um, but yeah, the original title was The Longest Five Minutes in the World, and I'm kind of wondering why they just cut off the last The Longest course. Five
3: Minutes, yeah, they cut out the worlds for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah.
4: Alright, uh, yeah,
2: I'll so, give it a shot. So yeah, in the final battle, the hero gets hit by something, and he just gets a massive case of plot-induced amnesia, and they've got five minutes for the... For the big bad guy to charge up his final attack to help get him to remember what's going on.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a well, goofy the concept. Every
3: in the story, but you have to play to yeah. find that out. Yeah.
0: All right, I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. I always like it's to try fun, weird new things.
3: It's a funny concept, at least. So basically, like I mean, whenever you go to a memory, the game just pre-arranges your party for you, so your levels don't carry over. But any levels that you earn in the RPG segments are called re-experience and they make your character stronger than the final fight. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's it sounded like one of those, like, let's play with the structure and deconstruct the RPG type thing that, actually a lot like the game I was playing recently, shishisu which does something similar, start at the beginning bit, or starting at the ending bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was worried it'd be too much like uh, what was that? Half Minute Hero, which I like that game. Yeah, I like the puzzle game though more than yeah, an RPG. I like the idea of the game. I just didn't really actually like playing it. But yeah, I do like the the idea of um, messing with the mechanics of an RPG. And yeah, th- that game you you were talking about, Mike. Did you talk about that on show, or were you talking about that before we started recording?
2: She um, said, "I talked about it last time we." Oh, that's about. right,
0: you did. Yeah, right. that's right. So that is a game I really wish would come over to the West because that—that sounds like a really cool concept.
2: It's a very fast play for what it's worth. Um, so. which is good because you have to play through it four times to get the true ending. <laughs>
0: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, um... Nice, nice, baby. <laughs> uh, let see what other questions we have here. From Shaman, all the saga talk just served to remind me of something that happened when I played one of its predecessors a few years back. I was hit with a status effect and went to use an item to cure it only for the item to miss. <laughs>
2: Final Fantasy
0: 2! You are correct! Are there any memories that you have of a game screwing you like that? Um,
1: uh, anytime I try to cast Zing mid battle in Dragon Quest. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, like, Zing! Uh, might as well uh, Zing. <laughs> Zing! Zing might as well not exist in mid battle. Like, if you if you need to revive someone, you use, like, a. It's a leaf of your grossle in the English versions, or you use Kuzing. Yeah. Anything that... Anything... Any revival uh, process that can miss is the worst feeling in the world.
0: It's brutal. It's really brutal. Uh,
1: um,
0: I I think... One of the most annoying uh, things of a grand game screen like that would be in the original version of Final Fantasy One, where if you selected to attack a target and when that character went to attack... If the enemy was it. dead, it didn't either <laughs> your attack. It hit nothing.
3: Golden Sun does that too. Does it? Yeah. It has, yeah if, it if the enemy's dead, the in, they'll just not do the attack.
2: Yeah, it's linked to the way the targeting was programmed, right? Because it didn't have the yeah bugger, so choice.
0: Man, was that annoying.
3: Thankfully, Golden Sun's easy enough that it doesn't really matter. But mm. yeah,
0: not not so much Final Fantasy. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of any other examples like that um, i mean i there i've in like wizardry clones I've seen lots of really annoying things like that, like having levels drained oh. <laughs> and just lots of ridiculous nonsense.
2: In fact, yeah, but that's <laughs> but with wizardry clones and the whole dungeon crawl genre, that's part of the appeal. Is it? It's supposed to be. For the stupidly hardcore people who really, really like that particular section of the genre, yes.
0: I, I mean, I remember when I reviewed Elmanage Original, the way I beat the final boss was by playing it a bunch of times until... A bunch of random things turned my way like not getting levels drained uh random spell effects working out in my favor just total nonsense um i think it also involved using like uh spells that have a chance to instant kill something and (laughs) just god that the worst the worst part of the, uh, that game was not even just, like, playing that game, it was the fact that it ruined, like, Etrian Odyssey, Etrian Odyssey for me for the longest time. You gonna be okay there, Will? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll be good. I'll be good. Anyone else have an example of a game ruining things for you?
1: Sure, I've got a lot of real bad examples, but
0: I was gonna say most of the
2: ones I can think of were platforming games.
1: <laughs> we love talking oh. about those. We just can't okay,
2: Xenogears. Xenogears in any platforming area of that game.
1: Oh, oh, oh man, all the jumping in that game is bad.
3: It's delayed, and then <laughs> it's so slow. It's and affected
1: by the disk spinning,
3: and uh. your perspective is all messed up because you're still like 2D objects on a 3D world.
1: Ah, yeah. uh, what a...
0: Yay!
1: What a misguided concept.
3: Interesting <laughs> enough that jumping mechanics for your ground-based character sprites are better than the ones in your mech.
1: But well, the mech has super ambiguous, like... <laughs> where it's considered to be standing is much more ambig- ambiguous because of its, like, tiny legs.
2: I'm going to go with more platforming stuff the original Super Mario RPG um, um, there was one route that was supposed to lead up to the cloud country I can never actually make the jump so I never finished the game
1: uh, yeah the like the platforming isometric platforming is bad and I don't care what the United Kingdom thinks
3: <laughs> I like the Landstalker but it at least didn't have that problem it's I like sort of land,
2: Landstalker was better done in with in that regard.
1: Yeah. You don't have to make lo- as long a jumps in Landstalker, but uh Like I, I like the I feel like the Landstalker developers were also responsible for Alundra, which is just a better take on that concept.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then they made the horrible um Steel Princes.
1: Wow. Well, everybody gets Listen, one. I can still have my happy memories with the Longstown. The
3: time. problem with Steel Prince is that it's kind of being switched. The game makes you think it's uh, going to be a Landstalker sequel of sorts, but uh, then it turns into it's actually a puzzle game. I don't want to bother with the puzzle game.
1: <laughs> I just appreciate that Landstalker got like a spin-off called Stalker that's not even in the same world.
3: And then there's Time Stalkers, which is a terrible rogue, like that's Procedurally generated.
1: I just, I still can't yeah, believe that someone levels app-
3: beat an area. It just resets every time.
1: Like I admit, a part of me is still just shocked that someone approved the title "Lady Stalker" for something that wasn't porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't even know how any of these fit into the Dark Stalkers universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how some of the Dark Stalkers fit into their own universe.
1: It's true. It's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just Let's play like Dark Savior and be baffled right?
2: anything in the crossover g- series. So.
1: There is a part of me still disappointed that, like, original 1994 Morrigan Sprite doesn't exist in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or Infinite.
2: Mm-hmm. Which one is used in Project Cross Zone?
1: Uh, it's a new sprite. They made a new sprite. Like, For for like half a decade to a decade they just kept reusing the original Morrigan sprite from original Darkstalkers <laughs> and never redrawing it. I think she might even be in Capcom Fighting Evolution, which would put her at a decade.
3: Wasn't that game 3D, though?
1: No, no, you're thinking of the game that it was made to replace Capcom Fighting All-Stars. Oh fighting evolution is like a heroic effort of like reusing an asset beyond all reason cause it's like oh here's a street fighter 2 sprite fighting a red earth stri- sprite while like street fighter 3 sprites are in the background <laughs> and it looks awful it's amazing
0: oh my god
1: Sorry, a bad trivia occasionally vomits forth out of my mouth unprompted.
0: This is not bad trivia. This is entertaining trivia. <laughs> Why?
2: Part of the existence of, or raison d'être of this podcast. It's true. Yeah,
0: kind
1: of. <laughs> it takes a certain kind to want to be able to vouch well, forth this information.
3: <laughs> well, good things that will be happening this week will be um. Dragon Quest um, builders on Switch. Oh yes, oh. builders! Builders! Oh, oh man! And then I read followed it. by uh, Radiant Historia in the following week, and then Bayonetta 2 at the end of the week. Yeah. Oh man,
1: it's the ruinous month. I was going to say I, I wasn't that interested in Radiant Historia perfect chronology because I liked the original, but I didn't. I didn't think it was paced very well because the battle system isn't suited very well to random battles. Then I read a preview. Oh, one of the difficulty modes just makes it so any time you preemptively strike a random battle, you don't get in a random battle. Mm. <laughs> is that the like,
3: easiest difficulty?
1: Yeah, I presume it's the easiest, but I think that's the primary thing that it changes. Is It just makes it so, oh, you can essentially skip battle.
3: I'm easy then, because I've already beaten the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, I can relive this story I really like but not have to do the thing that breaks its pace and makes it a very slow.
3: I don't hate the battles either. I like doing the battles. Yeah, I, I
1: like the battles, but... Like I get tired thing, of
3: doing them after a while.
1: Yeah, one of the things I liked about this was, like, if you don't get a preemptive strike, you can still fight the battles. They're still there. But you can just,
3: you know... It's, if you don't want that's it. That's a nice a option. You want this if enemy it, dead now? Yes. <laughs> enemy dead now? Here's some money.
2: <laughs> so you get rewards for killing them like that.
1: Yeah, you get rewards. You can get and anim- you can get experience and money because this is technically supposed to be an easy mode, but you can kind of tailor how you want to experience the game, which is good. Yeah, that's that's like that. that.
2: Earthbound did something like that where you could just run over weak enemies.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
3: That is if they don't run away from
1: you. Yeah. Even if they do if you're clever about it, but it would never be worth it. getting get them stuck on a wall or something.
4: Uh <sighs>
1: Oh Yeah, yeah no, that, that took that—that that perfect it's chronology from like uh, maybe when I if I see it
0: on a sale to oh I need to have this. <laughs> and the voice acting is nice too. I played the demo, yeah, I think demo the, the other day. Yeah, here's a demo on the machine shop. There is.
1: Yeah, so a that, transfer over.
0: I think so.
3: Yeah, I think it does actually. I think I'd read about that. I mean, you can save. I've had bad luck with getting code from Atlas, but thankfully, uh, one of the write on one of the sites I write for got a code, so I could do that. So. Nice.
1: Yeah, Speaking the- of the- demos that transfer save data, I have a very important thing to talk about. Oh, what? The, drag- the Six got delayed in English. Oh. But as compensation, this month there will be a demo for the PS4 that the save data from it will transfer to the final game I wonder if that's
3: shifting problems or technical issues
1: Uh, I believe it's to me like it read very much as uh, we failed the certification because delaying a game three weeks generally only has one explanation (laughs) we had to start the certification process again because it failed something
0: well it's a good thing I have a backlog of Yakuza games (laughs) you
1: play them you can't see it, but I'm shaking my fist directly Stunning into playing
3: Kiwami.
1: Uh, I'll get around to Kiwami, but I'm not too concerned about
3: playing it before 6, because I've played the original. i i uh, be concerned about playing any of the others in the meantime.
1: The thing is, is that Zero, from... Kiwami, and 6 form kind of a loose trilogy. Mm. Like, other things happen in between them, but, like, all of the substories that Yakuza 6 references are references to Kiwami and Zero's substories. stories. Mm. So, like, if you if you met Pocket Circuit Fighter in Yakuza 0, he's one of the people that shows up in 6. Or
3: like Also, also I want to know, is the baby Kiryu's or is the baby Kiryu's um, niece?
1: It is his uh, adoptive daughters. Oh. It's weird to think about that, because it's like, oh, I remember playing Yakuza 1, and she's, like, 11, and it's like, oh, by this point in the timeline, she's, like, 21, 22? <laughs> like her having a kid isn't actually weird. <laughs> it just feels like it should be.
0: <laughs> you know, I was playing I was playing I was, you know, playing Kiwami the other day to catch up, but you know, it just it just seemed way too much like Monster Hunter World, like I had accidentally put in the Monster Hunter World disc instead.
1: That's code for you weren't playing it and I <laughs> 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 I can't actually get mad at you because I know that, like, this is a sickness, but at the same time, like, well, please, I will use this tiny limited platform to say, please, purchase Yakuza sick.
0: I thought you'd be happy that I, I, my destiny time has been reduced. That's
1: true. This is less obnoxious than your destiny time. Uh, at least you're not playing Monster Hunter World while we record.
0: No, I am playing Hearthstone, though. I know that. I assume <laughs> that
2: at all times. a while, just it's... I just had a, a random memory flashback going to the unfinished content mm-hmm. question way back when. If we, if you don't yeah. mind, go for it. Uh, so this is about seventeen years ago. I was on. I was a regular on the old world of Nintendo forums, and there was this guy on there who claimed to have a beta copy of. Um, from Ocarina of Time, like a, a beta build or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that he had gotten through an uncle who worked in the games industry, and so he was talking about all the random things that he was finding while he was trying hard not to get the game to crash. <laughs> uh, yeah, and apparently, um, well, again, according to him, they, um, well, first of all, the Forest Temple had a different boss originally. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. It was. Um, it was supposedly. It was supposed to be, or supposedly, it was a giant Poe ghost boss to match the the different portraits on the walls that you had to shoot out for that level. Mm.
0: Huh. I that.
2: Then the actu- the boss of the actual release of the game was Shadow Ganon. Yeah. And again, supposedly Shadow Ganon was a- intended to be the boss of the Light Temple level, which doesn't exist in the game. Mm-hmm. As it's, um, with the premise being that they just didn't, they ran out of time or money or space or something. Probably space in it's the 64. Yeah, I'd believe and, space. <laughs> and so they cut out one of the temples as a level and just had its elder talking to Link at the very beginning and saying mine is, my temple is still safe somewhere and far away.
1: Yeah, that is essentially what Rauru tells you in, uh, in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, does it does remind me of like I'm not sure how much is at, like if you look at pre-release footage of Ocarina of Time, it's a game that went through a lot of very different iterations on what it was going to be, and one it has some of my favorite like cut content. The game doesn't feel like it's missing content, but it does have like obviously changed content. Like one of my favorite things is that like. The, the town, the castle town in Ocarina is essentially like a you you know, it's essentially just a giant JPEG that you're, roll, you're spinning around to see <laughs> in some sort of weird panor- panorama. But uh, like, there is footage of the game back when Castle Town was an actual town rather than that. <laughs> just stuff like that. There's a lot of interesting missing content. And like, if people are to, if like, assumption is to be believed, like, some of the like, the ice cavern may have originally been an actual dungeon rather than just the mini thing that it became, but uh, which is something I'd believe, but. Yeah. So. Oh, I swear there's something else I was thinking of in that vein, but I can't tell you what it was. Uh. Hmm. Nope, it's gone. Can't think of it.
0: (laughs) Alright, let's see. What other questions do we have in this thread? Something about somebody screwing up our RSS feed. Someone might have done that. Skip over those. Someone put in 2017. This is 2018. Terrible. Someone doesn't know how
1: numbers increment.
0: Listen. Um... So we'll move on to some of the comments from our Game of the Year awards because Oh heavens. Because there are things here to discuss. I have things. Enter the bloodbath.
1: Oh, what things are those?
0: Let's see. Wheels writes I find your lack of Zelda disturbing. Did 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 he somehow write
3: that boy? DLC.
0: Yes. The hard mode anyway.
3: Yeah, uh, I I did the motorbike one because screw hard mode.
0: You you shush, sir. Hard mode is life.
3: It's like one head death mode. <laughs> Let me
1: tell you about like me and Wield meeting many years ago, and me having to just wander in consternation as he beat his head against like essentially like every RPG. Like oh, I'm s- I didn't finish that. Why? Oh, I was playing on hard mode and got stuck.
0: Hey, I beat Persona three and four on hard mode
1: after just years of cajoling and begging <laughs> uh, still beat him i'm shaking my head and frowning at you <laughs> not
0: ha- have not done that in persona 5 so far
1: persona 5 is persona 5 is a good thing to win awards
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah I don't know. Guess I guess the equipment system rubbed other staff members the wrong way. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed other things, even if I think you're it's good it's good to have differences of opinion. But you also know,
3: even though I complain about master mode being like one head death mode, I still kinda of would've liked the one head obliferator. It'd be an actual weapon I could use if I wanted.
1: Mm. Just should just be your reward.
3: Nope, you only get it for a trial and that's it.
1: Such is the way of all good
3: things. And again, I can't beat the the trial of the sword. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're gonna strip you of everything, just like that castaway island. Only you have to do, f- do it fifty times. But thankfully that's you're cool. gonna get breaks between couple floors if you can make it to them.
1: You know, if you're a true game master.
3: Like the only thing the game doesn't rob you is the ability to use runes. You could just bomb everything if you wanted to.
1: Oh, unrelated, I just uh, I remembered the thing I was going to mention about obviously cut content.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Let's go back to the obviously cut content from the answers to that question. Uh... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I remembered that like, there are some, there are a handful of Western games with uh, content so obviously missing that like, various developers went and modded it back in. <laughs> I think both Baldur's Gate games had unfinished business mods that were actually put together by former members of the development team. <laughs> and uh, there's also uh, Bioware's further game, Jade Empire, which has just a giant... I think I've mentioned this. There's a... There is a gate in one of the towns in that game that's just a giant gate, and it's really big and imposing looking, and it seems important, and if you try to e- interact with it in any fashion, it just says, this gate will never open. <laughs> what? It's like, buddy, I'm convinced that at some stage that gate was probably meant to be opened, and it was a very integral part of this town's ar- architecture and then you realized you didn't have anything to put behind it, because you had to cut whatever was behind it. And then suddenly, you couldn't remove it, and you had to acknowledge that the player was attempting to interact with it, but you didn't want to make them think that they were missing something. So you just put in the most obvious response. This gate will never open.
0: (sighs) Well, speaking of Bioware, we have an interesting comment from staff member 7th Circle. Okay, Glenn, who says, I was surprised the staff disliked Andromeda so much. BioWare made Mass Effect less of a straightforward shooter and more of an actual RPG, with the result that only two gamer staff members even finished it. I personally thought it was the best Mass Effect since Mass Effect 2, possibly better. Con- Contrarywise, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which to me has many of the same open-world RPG pros and cons as Andromeda, was popular enough with staff to do well in the awards despite coming out at the end of the year. I'm still playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and find it to be slow and unrewarding, whereas Andromeda had a quicker pace and made me feel like the optional quest mattered. I'm interested in what someone who played both quit Andromeda and finished and enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2 sees as why Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is worth finishing while Andromeda was a slog. Come to think of it, Breath of the Wild was in a similar boat. Zelda became more of an RPG Uh, I don't really agree with that, but... And less liked by RPGamer staff members than the past games in the series. For me, it's the best 3D Zelda since Ankarita. Yes, sir! It came in fourth overall, so we did score it highly as a group, but the score was low for a Zelda game. Okay, a lot lot there to consume.
1: Yeah, I haven't finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I have essentially shelved Andromeda. And there's probably a... it's a death of a thousand cuts kind of game for me like there's a lot of little things that i like but i feel like the biggest is just that it doesn't really sell you quickly enough on what it's doing like you get started and it does it introduces a scope villain much faster than original than the original mass effect games so you don't have the chance to at least for me i didn't have the chance to get that interested in what i think is the much more interesting part of the game's plot which is your character is dealing with a like like you're taking part in a system where you have no like built up resources or like a civilization to go back to you are essentially on this like frontier of this wild west frontier of planets and like that's interesting like watching the characters try to establish and make a society in a new p- corner of the galaxy is interesting but the game shelves that for essentially like Frickin' Halo, Alien, Covenant, whatever. And, like, that plot is significantly less interesting and gets more play quicker than the... uh, in, In many ways, quicker than the, like, we're trying to establish ourselves plot. And combined with the game's general kind of janky lack of polish, it just makes it hard to keep interested in it.
0: Would you say it was maybe perhaps released too soon, possibly with cut content? Why didn't why didn't you bring um, this up earlier and during that earlier question, sir?
3: For killing the game and uh, then possibly killing the studio that made primarily it. Primarily because I haven't finished it, so
1: I don't know what content feels like it's cut and what content just feels kind of bad. Uh. <laughs> like what we know about the like what we know about the game's development implies that it was in development for about four years, but like the actual game was made in about eighteen months because the. Uh, Lead writer and director both left like 18 months before the game came out, and it got. Yikes! Re- um. And they, they had to rescope it down repeatedly because they were building the game around the idea of like procedurally, like dozens of procedurally generated planets, and that suddenly became entirely unfeasible because the tech wasn't actually working. So. In conclusion, don't pretend procedural generation will make will make the be the magical content fairy that makes your game finish.
2: <laughs> like, how many games have found themselves floundering because the like the mind behind them tried to reach too far too fast?
1: Like that's I think that's the source of most like truly disappointingly bad games. Is like we, you reached your reach exceeded your grasp. You needed to rescope. M- smaller earlier. Yeah. That
3: reminded me of a but, game I played recently called We Are Chicago, which is about inner city black youths in Chicago. And it's set up like heavy rain, only it's way too ambitious for what they were trying to do on their budget because the game suffers from crippling technical issues that made me not uh, want to play anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah it's I like, it's like that it, I've it. got a
3: computer that's capable of playing Doom from two thousand sixteen perfectly on, on like pretty high settings, and my PC isn't exactly the greatest, and this game's struggling.
1: Yeah, I played a bit of that. It's not the best-looking game, box. either. It was an interesting concept. That's disappointing.
3: And, like, they could have taken the opportunity to do, like, graffiti or chalk-styled uh, uh, info prompts, like Heavy Rain does. Like, they'll just put stuff that tell you how to do certain things. But, like, like based on where the, the, the text is coming but they kind of just made it plain text.
1: Yeah, that's probably just where the resources ended up being. They probably had kind of limited ones, but yeah, one of those things you need to be careful about
0: where your scope is. Yeah. Stay within your budget. Game development is hard and tragic. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say
3: also pull the vision novel protagonist route that most (laughs) Japanese visual novels do where the protagonist is silent and everybody else talks, which is something you don't want to do in a heavy rain style type of game. Especially since they're their own character anyways. Now, I can't get a feel for how this person talks.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say in regards to Andromeda, I wonder... If some of the issues had to do with the uh, Frostbite engine, based on what I've heard out of the fall of Visceral.
1: Yeah, I've heard that the thing is uh, has basically been optimized for relatively like like first-person shooters for and, the shooties. <laughs> and like they've made some concessions for sports games because it's too important a to portion to uh, it's too important to their market to not make a engine properly for but otherwise they they just haven't really optimized it for like I think Bioware will soon be three games deep into Frostbite and still trying to get it to work properly with what kinds of games they make
0: Uh, um, I'm worried the next Dragon Age will be terrible (laughs) Was Dragon Age um, Inquisition on Frostbite?
3: It was Oh I didn't even realize
0: Um, Yeah
1: It's uh I don't think Frostbite is
3: Dragon Age Inquisition's problem, though. No. Well, for my here, Inquisition's an okay game. At least it's not 2.
1: <laughs> i like 2 better than Inquisition, because it, 2 is a very small and focused game, whereas Inquisition is like, yeah, let's just spread a Bioware game's worth of content over an Elder Scrolls-style game.
3: Hmm. Which is, uh... So this is the problem with this third game is that there's too much to do.
1: Like there's too much to Not do and less stuff. Yeah, there is less. There is less discrimination between content that can be safely ignored and content that like, oh, you better do that. And so you end up with a lot of. Well,
4: it's yeah,
1: I'm. I'm running across. I'm getting just destroyed by bears running across the countryside again because I forgot to do this quest and now I have to. <laughs> there's no
3: fast travel.
1: There is some fast travel, but not Uh, as much as you need.
3: (laughs) You mean mean like somehow even less fast travel than the first game?
1: Oh god. Well, the first game was basically like was structured like a KOTOR, so it didn't need fast travel as badly because any given environment could only be so large. (sighs)
4: Ugh.
2: Yeah, I gotta admit, I've lost track of what we're talking about, because I don't think we've mentioned a single game I've played in the last...
0: You haven't played any Bioware games?
2: (laughs) No. No Xbox, uh, limited computing ability on the laptop, and probably nothing else that they actually put a game on. I Um, think
1: think that uh, some versions of Mass Effect did actually get translated into Japanese for some reason. Probably at least the PS3 versions.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I was going to say, in terms of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and more people playing that, for one thing, uh, it got a much better initial reaction than Mass Effect Andromeda did. Like, I'm sure a lot of people just got scared off based on you know, second-hand knowledge. And, not just that, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2, yeah, there's slow parts in it, I'm not going to deny that, but
3: Kinda of wish the localization was a bit better. And I was like, yeah, they gave us they gave us character models that weren't altered in any ways, but they also like removed I love religious the references and names and like stuff like God is renamed to the architect.
0: Eh, I don't care about that. Which I is sh-
3: something apparently they also did in Santa Chronicles X. It's mm. eh. so, like Those Nintendo, have we gone back to the nineties? <laughs>
1: Uh, I, like, there's not a meaningful reference to God being made here that isn't at
0: least conveyed I, by the phrase I, architect. I, I understand the complaint. It just... Uh, it's its, it's kind of... not
3: enough for me to turn me off to the game. It's just kind of this really it's, better than this.
0: It's kind of the same thing. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. It's a me. more
1: fantasy-styled name for the same thing.
0: But what what I was going to say is uh, slow-paced though it may be at some times, it gets off to like this... I would say, raucous start to really pull you into the game quickly.
1: Which Andromeda attempts as well, but does so in a confusing way that, again, puts emphasis on the wrong plot. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Whereas, yeah, Zeoblade Chronicles 2, it presents a lot of the main characters right away and presents them in a way that you get a feel for who they are really quickly. So even though it's not the... uh,
1: even though it's not a perfectly paced game, it gets the buy-in, which is the most important yeah, part well, of getting people
3: to I, actually keep going. I mean, the only thing I don't like about the game is the stupid gotcha system.
0: Yeah, well,
3: at least you don't have to pay, pay for loot boxes. Yes.
1: Um,
0: I, I hope they
3: like do a future update that just increases the rates for getting rare blades, because rare blades should shouldn't be tied to that system. They should be part of quest like rewards. Cause, like they're the unique blades, yeah. But you can get a you can get a rare core, but it it still will give you a common. Yeah, that's pretty mean.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, gonna,
3: I, I gotta go to bed soon, so um, before I go, I just want to mention that uh, I played a little bit of Ace Attorney Investigations Two or whatever it would it would have called if it had gotten yeah. localized. It, it is been. already a much better game than the first.
1: Yeah, agreed. That, uh, it's like
3: like the the logic test stuff actually add tension to the game because you got a limited amount of time. I mean, the game gives you plenty of time to answer these questions and like get the right questions answered. This so you can advance the plot, but it's still something <laughs> that they has over the first game overall. And, and the plots also. A lot darker. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm wondering if this is the reason it didn't get localized, because then they'd have to make it rated M. They probably didn't think they could sell an M-rated Ace Attorney game, because there's a lot of instances where there's blood.
1: Well, Ace Attorney 5 got an M rating. I mean, America.
3: Ace Attorney has blood, but it's usually only on like the murder weapon itself, not on the dead, actual dead body.
1: Like I said, 5 got a US release in, with an M rating, so... Mm.
3: Well, they did that now, but at the time they probably wouldn't have be been able to do that.
1: It's hard to say, but I but, think uh, it was also just that the first one sold
3: awfully in the US. But uh, that means the second one's probably going to be put in Japan on, on smartphones soon. So they're, maybe they'll do 2-pack, and then they'll finally localize it. Ah, uh, we can dream. And then they'll port it to the 3DS.
1: Ah, uh, I can dream. I'll just port the, the entire switch to
3: the Switch in one sw- fell swoop. Yeah. And, and give us Diagatensai... Si- g- Diagatensaibon, please. Saibon. Yeah. Uh, Need my homes. Mm-hmm. I've played it on an emulator because uh, it's probably the best way to play it right now.
1: There's a partially completed fan translation going around.
3: Yeah. Well, I actually think it's mostly complete.
1: I only think... I thought it was only through, like, the first couple chat, first couple of cases. Mm. Digox and Saibon does some interesting things with, uh... with pacing. So, like, the second chapter doesn't actually have a court section, and then the third chapter is just a giant court section for the bit that you did in the second chapter.
3: But, uh, I gotta go to bed. We'll see you guys later. All
0: right man. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Uh...
3: Oh, yeah, PSA's for movies, if you're interested in anime movies in theaters. But, uh, I don't know if any of you watched Magical Girl, Lyrical Nana, huh? Not my jam. But, uh, Reflection is going to be in theaters this week, at the end of the week. And then next week, or actually Sunday, so only two days later, will be Mozinger Z Infinity.
1: Okay, there you've got me. But, uh, by the time this comes out, that will probably, that time will have (laughs) passed.
0: I am gonna post this tomorrow, sir. Maybe. I
1: don't think I would even kind of believe you, even Look if for prom- th- that th- th- with your blood. But.
3: <sighs> Double time.
0: It's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> you keep saying that, and I oh, keep and not believing. Bye bye. All right. See ya. Bye Eric.
0: It's gonna happen, man. Keep making these claims. All right, I'm just going to jump to another question here, and this sure, is, what is it? In the sort of a question. This is Budai listing some of the what he thinks will be the top games of 2018, and there's only one in here I really want to talk about. But Dragon Quest 11, no Kuni 2, Yakuza, Monster Hunter, and the secret, possibly saga game, Octo- Octopath Traveler.
1: Oh man, I'm into that. I'm all mm-hmm. about that game. Did you see they just posted an update about what they changed?
0: I did. I didn't actually read it because I assumed...
1: It was mostly just, like, things that were just, like, quality-of-life things of, like, oh, we've made sure that you can skip scenes if you... So just in case you, like, die before a boss, you can skip the scene, and then there's, like, a scene reviewer if you need to go back and look at them again. Like... Uh, they've made it so that you can run... Like, running is now controlled by how far you press the analog stick rather than requiring you to hold a button, but there's also now a sprint button so you can run even faster, but in order to keep balance, like, when you're sprinting, you get into more battles, that sort of thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a good PR stuff. Like, mostly it's stuff that I think they probably had already intended to fix,
0: but uh, it generally... It looks good. Yeah, it looks really good. And very Saga-ish. Um. Hopefully more Saga and less bra- Bravely Defart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, but also <laughs> Savage work <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I make no apologies. <laughs> for the freaking Bravely default. Um. You know, the other the other interesting one on there is uh Dragon Quest 11. I'm really hoping we get the 3DS version, which I recently uh grabbed an import of because someone had it on a US seller had it on Amazon. Um And Sorry,
1: what what you're grabbing here? Dragon Quest 11.
0: A US seller had it on Amazon, so I grabbed a copy and it's been uh pretty interesting. Like, the whole 3D versus 2D mashup. Oh, yeah. It Like, you can, so... If you move with, like, the, the, the analog nub, you move on the 3D screen. And then if you use the D-pad, you move with down on the bottom screen in 2D. And it makes, like, this tiny little but noticeable animation just to kind of let you know that, oh, you're switching screens. And it's was just like this really nice touch that I was surprised by, so. Um,
1: I demand details on US Dragon Quest 11.
0: Yeah, um, my expectation is PS4 and Switch, and yeah. If we're very
1: good boys, they might give us three guests as well.
0: Maybe. We shall see.
2: I probably should check that out at some
1: point. I
0: can't believe you
1: haven't. It's right there. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Um, actually, I'm not even sure why I picked up Dragon Quest Seven back then, except I was bored and needed something. Need I know I picked up Demomania. Dragon Quest Nine specifically because everyone was so curious about it, and it just really made Firemist um, uh, Fire really, really happy that I was able to put out an impression three days after release. <laughs> <laughs> really Important. happy. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Dragon Quest. At least we know 11's coming out in English. That's not always a luxury we have. <laughs> it's
0: true. Yep. Uh, so, let's see what else we got in here. Nothing all that interesting. Wow, harsh. Oh, it's mostly this wheels guy making some dumb comments or something. Can't believe him. Yeah, Should have him on the show to call him out. Oh, here's one. Here's an interesting one 'cause so I don't know how to pronounce his name. A Aram- Aramis Aramis. Uh but however you pronounce however you pronounce this person's name was like was there a- actually a voting poll somewhere? Because I find this list of RPTs quite catered to the Weebs. Um
2: like, some of us
0: resemble that remark, dude. Yes. <laughs> us but,
1: including us here
0: um, now. <laughs> so, um, unpronounceable name, sir. We'll let me enlighten you on how <laughs> these awards are selected, and that it's everyone on staff, gets a giant spreadsheet, fills in a bunch of information, and the results are thusly tabulated. Surprising, and- at filling in information like games you played did you complete them what's your score and then the different categories like most original whatnot, not et cetera et cetera um and uh, then and I then
2: think I, I think I had played exactly four games on that list and only completed three ouch and nobody else had played any of those games <laughs> and in fact, okay I'm you can name names because like Romancing Saga 2 at least six times before it ever came to America <laughs> uh, on cartridge um, so
1: <laughs> good game uh, so Everyone yeah
2: yeah most of my votes were a combination of children of zodiacs cosmic star Her- heroine and romancing Saga 2 in various combinations so I know I had zero effect on the voting process
3: uh, well
0: yeah. you get a pass we we're
2: winners <laughs> in our hearts
0: you yeah. get you get and a pass on... the
2: quest which I've never which I have not actually been able to complete because of a bug. Nice. Yeah. yeah nice.
0: Well, you get a pass on this, but some of the people on the staff seem to have mistakenly filled in something other than um, Super Mario Odyssey for the non-RPG category, to the point where something else won. And I found that well, very confusing. Dungeon Rampa something something.
1: Romper Stomper. I love Dungeon Rompa?
2: Oh yeah, the one with the crazed teddy bear that's voiced by the same actor as Doraemon.
1: Yes, yeah. there's a really funny joke in Japanese. Yeah, uh. I actually uh. met the I actually met the lead designer for that game once. He's a bit of an oddball.
2: Yes, he is. Um, I mean, I wasn't actually interviewing him for the site. It was um, this guy. Um, oh, I forget his name. This guy that I ran around with a TGS, a few times. He works for a, or he worked for a, a cosplay site, and he was interviewing the them as part of one of the Nippon Ichi events. And I just hmm. sat in and uh, take notes for him. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to remind him to do the last question that he wanted to do, which was, butter or margarine? And I have no idea what <laughs> it actually means, it, but apparently it means something really important in context of the first Danganronpa game. And he got some interesting reactions from some of his friends over the got over the designer's answer to the question.
1: So, yeah I don't know
2: what talking about
1: Duncan Rompa is basically uh frickin' ace attorney meets, persona meets and then there were none, so
2: Yeah. Well I got that much. I just had no idea what the story is actually or what the actual story is. That's yeah beyond the teenagers lost in the high school having to murder each other having mock trials
1: yeah the mon the, the the meta plot is mostly just exists as a dressing to have some sort of like broader under it's yeah meta plot is not super important aside from how the characters interrelate with each other and that something horrible has also happened but I do appreciate that the meta plot of Danganronpa 3 is you probably shouldn't want more of this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, the, uh, they're actually ribbing the players for wanting to. It's not more- so much
1: ripping the players per se, so much as, like, the kind of. Like, there's a certain amount of, like. Danganronpa 3 happens because people still demand more Danganronpa in universe, so, like, it's. The relationship to how the meta plot interacts with it has changed a great deal. Hmm. Also, I think that that one's like there's a rumor that that one's being ported to Switch because that one got that because that showed up on like a few uh, sites as like pre orderable for a very brief period before being pulled. <laughs> There's probably enough smoke to assume there's fire there.
0: I'm sure. Uh, I would not doubt like almost anything being ported to the Switch at this point. Especially if it doesn't take like Miracle
1: Wizards to actually port it to it. Yeah. But I do appreciate also Ropa, 1 and 3 both have demos, and both of those demos, to avoid spoiling the game, have different have different like murders with different outcomes than the actual game which is kind of amusing (laughs) in the first one like i think in specific that first one is designed very much to uh sort of uh set your expectations so they can be betrayed by the final game (laughs)
2: Okay, then better question to add in: What games do you think really just mess with the player just to mess with?
1: Them? Oh man! there's the usual like Suda, uh, Goichi Suda and Hidetaka A hero tend to like to do that as a just like a thing you can do. Uh, oh man, that reminds me. I was like finding I read about like a game that didn't have an English release, but it was, like, one of the last things made by Gonzo Insane developer, Human Entertainment, before they went out of business in, like, 1999, called Miserna Falls, that was just like, hmm, what if we made, like, an open-world detective Twin Peaks-inspired game in 1998 on the PS1 and it runs exactly as poorly as you would think it does? What was the title? Uh, I think it was called Miserna Falls.
2: Miserna Falls.
1: Spelled M-I... Uh, M-I-Z-Z-U-R-N-A, Mizerna. But someone had just, like, translated the entire script and thrown that onto the internet. And it's, uh, very, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> hmm... But a very, like, one of my favorite things just by virtue of being a very over ambitious game given what it was being released on. It runs at like five frames a second. But it's a, like, a very strange sort of thing. Wheels, can you think of anything that messes with the player?
0: <laughs> uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay, not yeah. An RP- not an RPG, but yeah, I still remember so, all the well, weird Psycho Mantis stuff.
2: I was going to say, that's the one with the boss who claimed to be psychic and would read your memory card.
0: Yes, exactly. He would
1: He would also uh, tell you to set your controller on the ground so that he could show his telekinesis by vibrating it. <laughs> there's a great scene, like, Metal Gear Solid 4 has, like, five good scenes along, like, 20 hours of bad game, but, like, there's a great scene in where his ghost shows up, mm-hmm. and, like, if you're using a 6-axis... He like tries to vibrate your controller and then it's just like shocked that your controller can't vibrate. <laughs> 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 but it's even better if you get if you actually have a DualShock 3 because if you do, his ghost vibrates your controller and then just did <laughs> Hmm. So. I they
2: really messed up the head.
0: I mean, I'm remembering mostly, like, horror games and lots of non-RPGs that do that, and having trouble thinking of, like, RPGs that do that kind of thing.
4: Mm.
0: Meanwhile, we seem to have lost Dave. I
2: was going to say, it sounded like he was cutting out at the end. Yeah.
0: It's
2: something that just really messes with the... Um, oh, uh, ooh! I just remembered one. This is actually a fan game um, made by your predecessor. <laughs> yeah, do you remember um, Dragon War? Um, Dragon Warrior, begin a new quest. Yes. Yes.
0: I forgot that was uh, the thing.
2: Had- yeah. Oh, you should play it sometime because it had a really, really awesome. Um, both a twist and an homage to the original Dragon Quest at the end of the third act of the game
1: <laughs> oh I'm back by the way sorry about and,
2: that yeah, it, yeah that one just had me muttering to myself for a while because it was what? very well well
1: done what description did I miss? I feel bad now <laughs> uh, Wonder if...
2: Slimes old drag, um, Wonder Slimes Dragon Warrior fan
1: game oh yeah I have that and I've been meaning to play more of it <laughs> you should, you should good game. But yeah, I feel like RPGs tend to shy away from uh, really messing with the player, because so much more of the mechanical underpinnings of the game have to be obvious to allow you to properly like equip things, and like anything that requires you to interact with numbers requires some portion of the mechanical underpinnings to be made clear to you. True. So RPGs tend to avoid it to some extent. Uh, I guess... Like the the clo- otherwise you would have to essentially make a Kawazu game that is deliberately screwing with you rather than just merely not telling you anything.
2: <laughs> well Well, guess what I've got my Vita right now.
1: Ooh. Ah Is this Scarlet Grace? Yes.
2: And I'm still not quite sure if this game is being on the level with me. <laughs> 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 um so, okay, so what would you say is one of the weirdest directions you could possibly take a, the interface in a Saga game?
1: Uh, well, we already went past Slot Machine, so... Yeah. Is, is this also a Slot Machine? <laughs> no, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: it actually uses something similar to the Battle Point system from Romancing Saga. Hmm. Except slightly more restrictive and more strategic at times. That sounds good. <laughs> well, it takes some time to figure out. Um,
1: but it was always going to do that.
2: Yeah. So in this case, what it did—the most of the game is built around exploring a world map. Hmm. There are no dungeons.
1: An interesting choice of what to cut. <laughs>
2: yes, it, instead, there are events. Hmm. Most of which lead to battles.
1: So it's a tabletop RPG again.
2: <laughs> no, it's, actually, it feels a bit more like something designed for a smartphone.
1: <laughs> it's possible that at one point they really want. Like, it's probable that at some point they said, like, you should probably make sure that this can be ported to phones. It's
2: possible it was originally designed for a phone, and then they decided to put it on the Vita instead.
1: And then someone at Square Enix drank themselves into a stupor wondering why why they had made that choice. So. <laughs> what
0: What have I done? Yeah.
1: Well,
0: I'm That's still
2: trying to figure out exactly what they have done.
0: <laughs> That's um, how I you know it's a real Kawasaki like,
2: game. Um, I just know that the game begins with a personality quiz, and that determines which of the four protagonists you start with.
1: (laughs) That's perfect.
2: Yes. I have no idea how to get the other three. I'm going to have some fun figuring this out eventually.
1: Like, I mean, Saga Frontier I remember playing, and, like, it has you make system data that asks for your blood type and zodiac sign. Probably a few other things that I'm forgetting. So, I mean, this seems like the logical sex.
2: Huh? All for fluff
1: in that case yeah it was all for fluff like making this mechanically significant is essentially the next
0: logical step
2: yeah
0: so I actually played it I
2: can can see a switch game actually making left-handed or right-handed a major design design decision, uh, decision
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: what were you saying?
0: I was going to say, uh, so I've played a bit of Scarlet Aquarius and determined that it was not the game that should be played by someone who can't read any of the text.
1: <laughs> I'm shocked.
2: In that, in that particular situation, it is still better than Unlimited Saga for playing in Japanese. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, yes.
2: As speaking as someone who did try to play Unlimited Saga in Japanese, I learned many new symbols Um that Terrible I new kanji combination. Because most of them are not actually written out in kanji in Japanese, they're usually written out in katakana.
1: Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear a sample of that.
2: Well, I mean, the first one, the one that immediately comes to mind is the symbol for lock and key, kagi. Hmm. There is a reason why that one is never written
1: in kanji in normal Japanese. I, I'm thinking, I've got a lot of different guesses that I can make here. <laughs>
2: Um, mainly because it is so um, it's, oh I'm not even sure what the stroke counted on this thing is but let me check but basically if, for um, most of video game history if you tried to put that kanji into a video game it would show up as a square of white on the screen because they did not have the resolution
1: oh heavens I am looking at this kanji right now this is a nightmare
2: <laughs> it actually contains part of my old address in there <laughs> Kengun and so it uses the Ken part of Kengun as it's uh, right hand radical so, now that I think about it I could probably write this thing pretty easily but trying to read it on a screen with dot matrix <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like this will not look old, good
2: old analog TV screens you could not read that which is why nobody ever put it in the game
1: I can barely read this in high resolution
2: <laughs> yes but Unlimited Saga has that among many other game, uh, n- uh, many other kanji.
1: So. Yeah. It's Made for- <laughs> Kawazu making games for older players.
2: Oh, not making games for older players because older players would not be able to read that. <laughs> <laughs> for a completely different reason. Yeah.
1: Making games for nerds.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh. Very much so.
0: And that's why the game is on Vita and not a mobile phone.
2: <laughs> Possibly. Actually, no, I, no, I mean, uh, Scarlet Grace doesn't have to worry about that particular thing. Uh, my comment on the mo- mobile phone was more of the how the interface actually appears. Oh,
4: uh, yeah. Map. Um,
2: tap, tap, and, tap. And the fact that all dungeons and towns are now just Events. Of course, the fact that it's impossible to actually rest at an inn and restore your life points is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: the game lets you restore life points by p- putting somebody on the back bench with two battles. Oh, well, oh. that's a fair idea. Yeah, um, however, mo- the majority of battles are one-time-only events. Oh. Yes. And even if you look, come into an area that has lots of repeatable battles, which it's like the third or fourth area of the character I'm playing with, I managed to accidentally skip a few because I accidentally progressed the plot into the next zone um, without realizing it.
1: Whoops. Yes. Speaking of reasons not to play this if you don't speak the language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. I mean,
2: like... Like any given Kawazu game, it looks like it's got a really interesting world and setting and backstory and everything, and it's just it's yeah, I might go back to the Alliance alive after this,
1: oh man, that comes out in English in March oh. yes,
0: and uh, we should get a demo for that ahead of it. we can dream, yeah. well, there was one in in Japan, so. Atlas usually does brings us over nice, yeah I cannot wait for that um, so we've kind- of, we've kind of run out of questions, but I was going to pro propose one for our mm-hmm. listeners to respond to, and that is since Mr. Baker now has a vita, I was gonna say listeners suggest one vita game and one only. Th- or not suggest, recommend one Vita game and one Vita game only and then we can kind of read those and discuss.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, recommend seems an important operative word here because suggest means that they might try to do things to
0: hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so maybe we can do that right now. Go, Dave! Hey! hey, <laughs>
1: You're the one whose idea it was. Give me time to collect my thoughts.
0: Uh, yes, mine is uh, Shante Half-Genie Hero since presumably you I don't believe I, I, you have it
2: I was going to say, I talked about playing Shanti and the Pirates first a couple times yes, ago yes,
0: so I thought this would be kind of a natural continuation of that
2: I'm not sure if it's available in Japan but okay, let's see uh, I think it
1: is, I think I read something about that <laughs> if nothing else the be region free
0: yeah, if not we can arrange a copy
1: yep Gonna be boring and say one of the East games,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but which one?
1: Uh, I haven't played eight yet, but I mean it's probably better than Calcutta. Up to you.
0: I, okay. I hear it fills a big hole. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: okay, I've got a news thing from TGS 2017: Shanty Half Genie Hero, <laughs> which um, coming to PS4 and Switch. I don't, so I don't know if it actually came to Vita.
0: Game to Vita in the u s it might not have in Japan well um, that news release might be since that might be for like the r- new release of it they're doing that includes all the DLC
2: well it does mention DLC as well
0: yeah so they probably so take out
2: Wikipedia for Japan
3: yeah that's gonna
0: poke around play Asia Re- Re-
2: revenge. Came out for PS4 and Wii U in Japan in 2016.
1: Yeah, Risky's Revenge was 2.
2: Yeah. I played Shanti the original for Game Boy Color and then sold it several years ago on eBay for a really high price. I
1: can yeah, imagine. Was a super <laughs> expensive game.
2: Oh, d- d- did I ever actually tell you about that?
0: No, I don't think oh, so. I, was about
2: I, start, to say I started the bidding at $50, put a buy it now price of 200 and according to the timestamps on the email, somebody bought it at 16 minutes and 30 seconds after <laughs> I... Holy crap. <laughs> that
1: was a bargain. You're we not going to lose that. Uh.
2: I know, I mean, I'd been researching for, the past, for several months beforehand and noticing that the same guy was offering it for $350 at regular intervals, which suggested either that he had a lot of copies or he wasn't selling it and he just kept reposting it. So I just figured you know what I'm going to try and make 20 times the amount I actually paid for it at Babbage's bargain bin <laughs> which I did I paid 10 bucks for that thing at ba- Babbage's back when Babbage's was still around
0: I remember Babbage's
2: before it became GameStop or got bought out by GameStop or something all, I it all was,
0: is GameStop
1: Yeah, I forget which one of those became EB games and which one of them became
0: it's, it's a mess
2: Yeah. Okay, Shanti Half-Genie Hero is still not officially out in Japan.
0: Okay. What a shame. Well, we can... If, inter- if interested, we can arrange to get a U.S. Vita copy sent to you. That might be
2: at some point.
1: Uh, and of course, uh, again, like East 8, at least you don't have to worry about Archaeozoic Big Hole. Big Hole! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the biggest hole. Uh, I don't know if you ever ended up playing it on PC, I forget but Undertale is also a a I good I do have Undertale
2: good, on Steam, I just haven't gotten to it yet
0: yeah, but that is also very nice on Vita and that I know that came out in Japan because that was done by uh, 8-4-Play did the Japanese version of that you continue to ferry
1: games across the pond in both directions <laughs>
2: Let's see, personally, other games I have on my to-get-sometime list, I've, um... Honestly, I've been looking through games that were never released in America, just so I can comment There's probably on a lot of
1: those on Vita. Stuff,
2: not as many as you would think. Hmm. Uh, a huge number of them actually got um brought over. So the first one I was looking at is called, um... Airship Q, which I actually did, and actually interviewed the guy who made it when he was at the indie event... PGS 2013 or 14. Um, but it's uh, kind of a Metroidvania, Terraria, Minecraft kind of thing. Hmm. With a with a, um, with a straight plot, so it's not completely open or anything. It was a cute little game.
0: Sounds kind of similar to uh, Dragon Quest Builders.
2: Except it's a 2D platformer. There you go. So, completely unlike it. (laughs) Similar, but different direction, yes. Um, It also actually has RPG mechanics instead of power-ups. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Shame that didn't
1: make it... So be sure to pass on any good recommendations.
0: (laughs) And another
1: one
2: was... Like, Heroin Chronicle or something. There's this one game that I reported on in Japan, Demonium* several years ago, where it was, they... Somebody took like several nineties um, anime with female protagonists and put them into a, a single mashup RPG. Hmm. Superheroine Chronicle or something like that. And uh well, let, oh let's see here if I can find it. Um Superheroine Chronicle Japan See if Google can provide. Hmm. Well, I got our page. Right. There we go. February second, two thousand fourteen. Wow. Okay. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Maybe not. That's Orishka, full Story. Hmm. I have no idea why that one came up on. Okay, well, from what I remember of reporting, I think I used the ascendance something like these games vary in terms of seriousness, bloodiness, and lesbian subtext i well, okay then. <laughs> because at least two of the at least two of these heroines have canonical girlfriends in their anime. Nice.
1: This
2: being the this being nineties anime it
1: was kinda weird. Yeah. Didn't really expect it at the time. <laughs>
4: yep.
2: so yeah. But yeah, Super Heroine is considering that one just because. I mean, if I actually went and got a PSP, that that would be a, an insane, um, <laughs> set, li- or insane library.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm curious how many of those will be available digitally, but
2: not too many, actually. No.
0: Um, huh? Can you get I a? Mean, I'm wondering if you can yeah. get Seventh Dragon digitally. 2020. Uh, tw- uh, yes, 2020 and.
2: 2022.
0: 2022. Twenty Twenty Two to be yeah, to they, make it very clear.
1: That awful man,
2: <laughs> they really dropped the ball in that title. Yep. Yeah. Um. What
0: else? Yeah. Still find it funny, and then it was followed up by Seventh Dragon Three, yeah. <laughs> just to confuse you properly. The fourth game in the series is Seventh Dragon Three.
1: Like the the least logical name they could have given it.
2: I'm just thinking, hey, let's follow. Or I'm thinking, hey, let's look at the Metal Max series numbering. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, two came back, two returned. Yes.
2: <laughs> came back better than ever, in fact. There's hmm. also a thing of getting Child of Light at some point. Ah. Uh,
0: I definitely recommend that. There's a good one. Mm-hmm. There's lots of odd titles. If you need an if you need an actiony game, um, I enjoy God the God Eater series, although I don't know if that's up your alley.
2: Nah, the monster hunting stuff has never been my cup of tea. So. Famous hunting
0: action subgenre. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see pe- what people come up with I'm sure, some, I'm sure there's going to be lots of visual novels and um, dude in Rampa
1: Yeah, I'm think? not sure if I can properly recommend that one because I'm not sure how, how much it would, can, would be to your taste but it's uh, an interesting title Hmm. which at least in Japanese is uh, the first two are just packed together on Vita. Hmm. I think they
2: actually released an anime of just the story sections. I might try that sometime.
1: Yeah, there was a there are animes based off the first two games and then there is a Danganronpa 3 anime that is a sequel to the first two games in the way that Danganronpa V3 is not. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The true conclusion of the original Danganronpa metaplot is an anime. Danganronpa V3 is kind of its own beast and kind of not.
2: <laughs> this, does not this, this does not surprise me at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there's the uh, spinoff, which I think is called Ultra Despair Girls. I've never played it because it looks absolutely
0: terrible. But how could it be bad with such a great name? Listen, the name
1: is not the problem. The problem is that it's a third-person shooter and looks like it's very bad at that. <laughs> I trust Spike Chunsoft with a handful of genres and none of them are third-person
0: shooters. I only trust them with my beloved roguelikes. Gross. Sorry, I don't have a better response to that. Gross. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, that reminds me, Sheeran the Wanderer. That's a good one on Vita. Oh yeah, Sheeran
1: Five it's is on Vita. It's also a good one on 3DS. That we didn't get.
0: <laughs> there yeah. was there was a Shirin on 3DS.
2: Yes, it, then it got remade for Vita. Shirin Five.
0: I thought it was originally on DS.
2: Or maybe DS. It, I mean, either way, it still plays
1: the
0: same. Yeah. Damn people not buying Shirin.
1: You didn't how many people bought the Shiren that they released on uh frickin' what was it? Wii the Wii one that no one played? Yeah. <laughs> Even more I, so than the rest? I bought it like twice. Okay, looking it up, Shiren 5 was originally a DS game. We got the Vita version, so it's easy to forget that
0: in the US. Poor, poor Sheeran.
2: Before anyone gets on the Tales train, I also played Tales of Hearts DS.
0: Not Yay! Trailer. The right one!
2: <laughs> CG, CG animated version. Awesome. The wrong, the wrong version of the
1: right one. <laughs>
0: at least it's less
1: wrong than the R version.
0: That, that's the cheaper version though, right? So you can... Uh,
2: I mean, at this point, the price is pretty equal.
0: Oh, uh, okay. By yeah. well, the
1: time was... me and Wheels picked them yeah. up, the anime cutscene version was more expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I got the uh, the CG version for like 20 bucks.
2: I got it for five.
0: <laughs> I think we all I might buy, be dying. Touche! I,
2: I picked up Tales of the Tempest for two bucks.
1: <laughs> and you still overpaid by five dollars.
0: Yeah, I'd want my two dollars back.
1: <laughs> I would demand payment for having purchased it in the first place.
2: <laughs> oh no, I, I knew what I was getting into. Alright. I mean, nice. just, just look at the title of the review I wrote for it.
0: I forget what that was.
2: Quote I was warned but I did not listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew what I was doing to myself. Yep. Oh man, I didn't realize Sheeran the Wanderer Two was a Japan only N sixty four game. What the hell?
2: <laughs> yeah. Trying to keep track of that series is yeah.
1: It's been everywhere.
2: Yep. I mean, I suppose I could get um, Crypt of the Necrodancer again on Vita.
0: It's a good game. I need to actually play that game at some point. should play it on a dance mat. I don't think that's a good idea. There's USB
1: dance mats for your PC. You can do it.
2: Yep. I never had a chance to play it on the dance mat, but because um, he didn't bring it with him to TGS that year. That. That's
1: a shame.
2: Yeah. I, but, remember f- okay. uh, I remember I remember just putting in my pre order like right after TGS just from playing the Alpha build. Because <laughs> it was like, this is awesome. Yeah. It was the first Steam game I actually purchased. Oh wow. Actually, actually it's the game that got me onto Steam in the first place. <laughs> I still think I've only paid for, like, five games on that thing. I've got 30 now. Ugh.
1: That's how Steam kind of works. It just accumulates? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's always weird when I see people going on about a sale, and it. it's like, I am I have to buy these games. They're cheap. You'll never play them. You don't even like this video game. It's cheap. It's a dollar. Oh, stop. I can get 20 first-person shooters for a dollar. Well, let me... Don't throw... Don't, you live in a glass house, don't throw stones or I'll start talking about how many Call of Duty Hardened editions you bought.
0: Only one. We That's all m- still one more than you needed. We all make mis- <laughs> we all make mistakes.
1: We all make $200 mistakes.
0: I didn't pay $200 for it. It was well after release and it was on clearance. <laughs> and I bought it and was like, "Why did I do this? I don't want this product." <laughs>
1: I remember you sending me, <laughs> like, I had no inkling to what you were doing, and then you sent me a, why did I do this message? And I <laughs> like, coax out of you what the hell you're talking about.
2: Well, speaking of plans to buy the the premium package or whatever it's called, I'm just counting down until Metal Max Xeno actually is available for pre-order, and then I am ordering the deluxe box. hmm Uh, because i i enjoyed the little manga that came with metal max 4 and some of the other goodies and i always kind of regretted not getting the one for metal max three or two reloaded where i could have gotten a can or a drum can mug (laughs) (laughs) seriously it had some fun stuff in this um
1: I wonder if we get any special. We probably won't get anything
0: special for Metal Maxi you now. Should just be grateful we're getting it at all. Do we know who's actually publishing it? Because I, I believe what they they announced I what. Is. I think what they announced was you the like, regional publishers were to be announced later.
1: Yeah, that might be the case. Uh, might be, this might is be Atlas again. I
0: believe Atlas, right?
1: Who did, uh, frickin' that thing you were obsessed with two years oh, ago? Oh, no,
0: and and I'm sorry, not Atlas.
1: Nisa, probably?
0: Yeah, Al- uh, Atlas does the other one, um, whose name is escaping me at the moment.
1: What's that frickin' game you were obsessed with, like, two years ago?
0: Natural Doctrine.
1: Okay, Natural Doctrine.
0: I wasn't obsessed with it, I got a platinum, and then I was done.
1: That platinum took you a long time. I remember this
0: man. Well,. You know, I had to get all the multiplayer trophies while there were people actually playing the multiplayer.
1: But <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that was that that game was Nisa, so
0: Yeah, I think they've been doing most of the Katakawa games. Um atlas I was thinking of the uh, Alliance Alive publisher. Puriya. Yeah. Mix those two up.
1: Colorico is one of those companies that I'm kind of surprised didn't just set up its own U.S. publishing office because it's kind of a big company.
0: Maybe they, maybe they are about to, or maybe we'll just go through NIS, and you know, we'll be wondering if there'll be any big holes in their localization of this game.
1: Archaeozoic Big Metal Max.
2: <laughs> and even better, um, even better, would we notice?
1: Well, we'd have we'd have we would know at least one person who could critique the localization if he cared to play through the game twice <laughs> yeah oh uh,
2: but i'm I'm just hoping that they get some of the guys who did the metal saga translation in because there were some really good lines in there that were completely wasted on the game
1: well that was uh, that was uh, atlas for you,
2: yeah, I mean, the only thing I could really be annoyed at was how they changed the the shyster trader guy into yeah. a very obvious. Um, bad Arabic stereotype.
1: Maybe don't do that. That's maybe kind of gross.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, granted, all of me. He was wearing a turban, but every trader in that gang in the series wears a turban. It's part of the desert chic lifestyle. Chic, C H I C, chic. chic. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, important. Yeah, but yeah, like may- maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't start stereotypes where they weren't.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, even better, he's this... Um, the character in question has these really immense buck teeth. Oh. Which is actually a different stereotype from Japan of, of Japanese guys with that rat face who were always trying to cheat people. So if you look at any random, ga- um, random um, anime from Tatsunoko... Back in the day, like
1: um, I'm just thinking of Ratman from Nez- from Gegege no Kitoro.
2: Him too. He's one of the ar- he's like one of the starts of this Yeah, since he um, is literally a Ratman. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of the Tetsunoko anime had as some minor villain, a tall, skinny looking guy with a huge nose, slightly red from too much alcohol, bad mustache, and a
1: huge pair of buck teeth. Yeah, doesn't I can ma- kind of like visualize this when you mention it.
2: Yeah, doesn't matter which series of theirs you're talking about; they are almost sure to have this guy as a secondary villain, of somebody in this particular mold, because it's the, the, just the Japanese stereotype of a guy who's out to cheat you.
1: Yeah. And so that's,
2: so that's what the character in Metal Saga looks like.
1: I've been watching several old school Tatsunoko series recently. I'll have to see if I can spot any of that archetype.
2: Um, try Time Bokan.
1: Okay. Oh, Time Bokan, that's one that I need series. Which series?
2: Four remake series. He's in both.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I have to take some time for Time Bokan. Recently I just I finished uh original uh Keshon uh, a while ago, which is Very instructive on... hmm, What's the other constituent part of Mega Man... Aside from Astro Boy. But also... For some reason have been watching the original Tekka Man... Which is a... uh, Perhaps the most 70s anime I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like not just 70s anime... But the 70s condensed into animated form. (laughs) More so than that
2: anime that they... Um, either created or repurposed for the, um... Oh. What was the name of the music group now? Oh, brain not working with me. Okay. Yeah, uh, never
1: mind. My brain's not working now. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, like, when you... Like, the, the, uh snarky second-in-command for Tekaman man is, like, a space alien who looks like a... who's taken the form of, like, a black guy with a giant blonde afro. <laughs> and the game... not game, the show is just full of, like, incredibly funky music. It's really good. But it still has an opening song, like a very, uh, 70s anime. Uchu no Kishi. Uchu no Kishi.
2: I remember the original series of Time Bokan would have random musical interludes with um, with late Showa period Enka music.
1: (laughs) That's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah.
2: Not nearly as insane as the current remake of Time Bokan, which is, if anything, even more insane.
1: I feel like a lot, not a lot of Tatsunoko series really got exported in, in, in a unadulterated, recognizable form. Sadly, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll try to keep eye on that uh, particular archetype because it seems like something worth not necessarily worth noting, but something that will elucidate certain characters. Also, I do need to
0: watch
1: time to on. I feel like we're rambling at this point.
0: Yeah, maybe we should I, hang a hat I, on this episode. Uh, any last plugs, thoughts? Um, um, yuck, at 6.
2: <laughs> I, I have been experimenting with Amazon's uh, paperback self-publishing services. Nice. Yes. It's been fun. So I've got a nice copy on my shelf next to me. Nice. I mean,
0: yeah. nice physical representation of the fruits of your labor Yeah. does it look like a cheaper paperback or does it pretty much come out as like a regular paperback really nice Nice.
2: So, might as well mention it um, so this is a series that I've probably mentioned it before a series that I wrote based on the idea of what would I do if my niece asked me to run a D&D game for her and so the story itself is about this guy who is drafted into running a not-D&D quote unquote, not D&D game for his niece and four of her best friends. and So it splits time between actual game around the table and what they are imagining is happening.
1: Figuratively.
2: Yeah, with, just for fun, um, I've actually been rolling dice while riding. <laughs> um, at... So anytime that I actually mentioned dice rolls in the story, it actually happened. Nice. And anytime this one character unleashes the uh, rod of wonder, um, which was—I'm not quite sure why I gave that character a rod of wonder to begin with—it's um, been fun trying to figure out how to deal with some of the effects. And I'm glad I didn't go with one of the more extreme. Um, lists of possibilities for
0: <laughs> yep yeah, that, I need to pick up a copy of that sounds like a fun read please do please do I will uh, one of these days you actually have to put that uh, put that plug into the actual OP
2: yes I need to remember I've got have hey, got opportunities
0: I'm just saying we'll to. <laughs> to do what do what now Put what the do plug I do Into the op <laughs> oh oh mm-hmm. we'll do that at some point um, assuming i remember but um, anything I'll try else to remind you. okay anything else uh, people i'm sure people notice the new version of the site is not yet live <laughs> but it, i'm sure people notice the site I, hasn't s- changed. I swear to i swear it is coming i have seen I have seen it in test mode. It looks glorious, so please be patient because... Anyone
1: who has ever looked at a site relaunch will tell you, they never happen right when you expect them to.
0: It's true. Very, very true.
1: But soon, when you least expect it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway.
2: Maybe not not tomorrow. Uh
1: But for the rest of your life. Let's see. Soon. Soon. Or
2: when will then be now?
0: <laughs> Soon.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm
2: yeah. dead now.
0: Well, All right. Uh, we will see you next time. Until then, sure. peace out. This week. Or eventually.